0: Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Plovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Hey there, teacher friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Time Podcast. Today, we're talking about things that teachers are allowed to do that maybe sometimes we forget about or we tell ourselves we can't do it, that we're not allowed to. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you have a ton of pressure on your shoulders? Where does that come from? Does it come from others telling you everything you need to get done or does it come from the way that you perceive everything that needs to get done? I'll tell you a personal story. I really struggle with putting pressure on myself, particularly at home and as a mom. I feel like everything has to be neat, organized, and tidy. And when it's not, because hello, I'm an exhausted mom with lots of other hats, I feel like I'm not good enough. It's... It's a struggle with self talk that I really need to work on. It's a mindset that I'm personally currently practicing on shifting. And instead of talking negatively to myself and feeling like I have to take on all of this responsibility myself, or otherwise I'm a failure, I'm really working on intentionally catching those moments of self talk and guilt and flipping them to really look at what's actually a priority and how I can be proactive and help myself. The whole goal of this episode is to get you thinking about the pressure that you may be feeling, whether that's brought on by internal thoughts or external circumstances, and what is within your control so that you can come at your responsibilities from a positive, proactive perspective. Because who doesn't want to feel more positive, to feel like they're being proactive instead of always feeling defeated, stressed, or overwhelmed, right? Right. If we can alter this, wouldn't that be better than the alternative? Dr. Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People says, proactive people carry their own weather with them. I don't know about you, but that's the person I want to be. I want to allow myself to be proactive instead of reactive so that I'm protecting my mental health and ultimately, being a happier, more present version of myself at work and at school, at work, I should say, at work, at school, and at home. So after listening to this episode, I want you to pick at least one of the following things I'm going to share and give yourself permission to do them. So the first thing we're going to talk about is asking for help. And this can happen in multiple ways. So you might delegate some tasks to paraprofessionals or volunteers. You might collaborate with teammates. And the third one is to actually ask, um, particularly administration, for more time or for help. So, you know, I used to feel like I had to be the one to do everything, all of my stuff. So like I had to write all of my lesson plans. I had to prep all of my slides. I felt that that was my responsibility and I shouldn't be giving it up to somebody else. It Also, I think just like had a hard time letting go of that control, you know, thinking that somebody else wouldn't be able to do something the way that I would and what it comes down to is recognizing that we already have so much on our plates. It's okay to take some things off of it if it's going to lessen our stress. So, one way that my team and I collaborate, the way that we help each other is we split up specific subjects like that we're going to plan for. So, I plan for a couple of subjects and then my teammates plan for a couple of other subjects and Certainly, we can make adjustments as needed personally for ourselves and and what works for us, but ultimately, the bulk of the work is split up, and that just takes a huge weight off of each of our shoulders, and it helps us get our planning done faster because we can all be in a Google Doc at the same time. Of course, we're discussing what we're going to put in the plans, but we're, we're banging out tons of plans. Um, without having to do it all ourselves. And then delegating is something that you can do. You can delegate to parent volunteers, to paraprofessionals. And again, this comes down to recognizing that you already have a lot on your plate and it is okay to allow someone else to help you. And so some good tasks to delegate would be anything that's like kind of like an implementation task. So something that like if you just explained step by step how to do it, they would be able to. So like, you know, stuffing folders with um, things that need to go home, um, checking off who handed something in, making copies, doing laminating, things like that. And the third part of this that I wanted to talk about was actually asking administration for more time and help. Um, I know I'm super fortunate and I work with incredible administration um, who are very, very supportive, and I am very grateful for that. And we have found, speaking on behalf of my team here, but (laughs) we found that when we ask for more time or we ask for help to do something, They are more than willing to give that to us. Um, And I think sometimes we, again, feel that we need to be responsible for doing everything and we just kind of say like, oh, well, there's not enough time to do this, so I'm just going to have to do it at home. But asking isn't going to hurt. It's only going to help. And if you are fortunate enough to work with a supportive administration, just as I am, your admin is going to do what they can to help you. All right, so the next thing that teachers are allowed to do that I want to talk about is set boundaries around your time. I'm going to say that again. Set boundaries around your time. So what does this look like? It looks like saying when you are going to work and when you are not going to work. There's there's this narrative that... Teachers just work all the time, and that we are not able to get all of our things done during our contract time. So we have to bring work home, or we have to work ridiculously long hours in a day until we're burned out. But you are allowed to set boundaries around your time. You are allowed to say, "I'm going to leave at three thirty p.m. every day." And I'm not going to take work home with me. That is something you are allowed to do. And so if you've never given yourself permission to try that before, I encourage you to do that. Now, of course, there is there is another piece to that. And I'm actually going to get to that in a second. But of course, like Easier said than done to set boundaries around your time because when you do have things to do, it can feel hard to leave work at work. It can feel hard to set that boundary and say, I'm gonna leave it this time because I have tons of other things that I need to get done. So the other part of that is having a strategy for how you're going to prioritize and how you're going to utilize your time that you do have, no matter how limited it is. And so the next thing that I want to talk about is. The next thing that you're allowed to do that teachers sometimes I think forget we're allowed to do is you are allowed to, ready for this, you are allowed to leave before your entire to-do list is done. Let me tell you why. Because there is always going to be more to do. That's that's the cold, hard truth. Our to-do lists are never actually going to be finished. I mean, I definitely get you know, 99% of the time I get my must-do tasks done for the week. But that doesn't mean there aren't things that I could do. So what does this look like? It looks like prioritizing your important tasks. I like to pick three must-do tasks a day. And then of course I have my may-do tasks and prioritize getting those things done. And if those must-do tasks are done, I can leave. And if I know what those are before my planning time starts, I'm more likely to get those things done and I'm more likely to stick to my boundary of what time I am going to leave work each day. Finally, the last thing I want to talk about that teachers are allowed to do that we sometimes forget is, and I kind of just mentioned this, focus on one thing at a time. So I don't know if you've ever kind of felt like a chicken with your head cut off during your planning time. You're like, "Oh, I need to make copies. I'm going to go run and do that." Oh no, I need to lesson plan now. Oops, I forgot that I need to write those small group plans. Like, we kind of like tend to bounce around during our planning time because we have a lot to do and we don't have a lot of time to do it in often. So. What I want to encourage you to do is, I want to encourage you to give yourself permission to focus on one thing at a time. It is more productive to focus your energy on one task and completing that one task than if you were bouncing around from task to task. One, that's overwhelming. Two, you're going to end up with lots of little tasks that have been started but not finished and then it gets confusing about like what you've gotten done. And that's how you end up like kind of starting your week like oh no, I I thought that I did this but I didn't really do it. So I highly encourage you to focus on one thing at a time during your planning time. So again, I want you to pick one of these things and actually tell yourself out loud, I give myself permission to whatever it is. Send me a message on Instagram and let me know which one you're going to focus on. Let's do a quick recap. So number one, ask for help. Number two, set boundaries around your time. Number three, leave before your entire to-do list is done. And number four, focus on one thing at a time. I want to remind you that all of these things are okay to do and they're necessary But there is a second part to all of it, which is understanding how to manage all of the back-end stuff, right? The planning, the prepping, and understanding from that what is actually important to do and what can wait, which is something that we're going to be talking a little bit more about in 2023, so you can look forward to that. I do want to encourage you to take the free quiz if you haven't already because this is going to give you so much guidance, especially if you've spent the first part of this school year feeling really overwhelmed, not sure where to start, struggling with your boundaries. So you can take that quiz at www.teachinglittleleaders.com forward slash quiz. The results pages are incredible. I give you actionable steps that you can take right away. I give you freebies to download. I give you a customized playlist of the podcast with episodes that are tailored to your specific needs. So this is just a amazing resource that's gonna tell you more about yourself and more about what you need to make 2023 the best it can be. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at Teaching Little Leaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.